just come before this morning, Lord. Lord, you know our hearts. And Lord, as we were singing, Lord, just uh, how true that is, Lord, that we are prone to wander. But Father, that you are always calling us to yourself. And Lord, I just ask this morning, Father, as we just continue to worship you, Lord, as we open your word, Father, I ask that you would just help us to see the truth from your word, Lord. And Father, I pray right now, um, Lord, in this moment, that you would just give me the words to speak. Lord, would your spirit allow us to hear the things that, um, that you have for us, Lord. And we thank you for this body uh, that we can be a part of, Lord. And um, we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. Well, good morning, Mercy Hill. Uh, it's so good to be here this morning to worship with you. And Lord, um, or as we um, just worship the Lord this morning, um, I was asked to share a little bit about Building for Christ um, now, I promise we will open the word this morning as well, but uh, I was asked to share a little bit about Building for Christ, uh, which is something, uh, it's a ministry that I'm really passionate about, um, and so I'll just share a little bit about that. Um, so, Building for Christ is a ministry, we do primarily work in Uganda, um, we work with a church called Kingdom City International. We are part partnered with them. Um, and a lot of what we do is uh, the church itself plants uh, outreach churches right now. They, they have 12 outreach churches. Um, and so far, what Building for Christ does on this side, we work uh, alongside uh, the church over there with uh, building schools and also church buildings. Um, and so I'll kind of just, I'll kind of get started on how, on how this ministry got started. It was about 10 years ago, um, my sister had served with Watoto Ministries, which some of you guys might be familiar with. Um, and she served there for about six months. She came back. She was super excited about it. She wanted to go back. She made friends, obviously. So she wanted to go back, and she didn't want to go back by herself. Um, so she asked me to go with her. And I said, sure, let's, you know, I, I, I want to go. I had served in uh, Haiti for a little bit. I was down there for a month with Water for Life, and, and I did, uh, did some work there with, with the Haitian people. And, um, yeah, God... Uh, I felt like God was calling us to, to, to do this. And we went, and the first year we went there, there we uh, threw another party that Miriam had become friends with, a, a lady from Canada, had introduced us to Pastor George, which is the pastor that we now partnered with in uh, Gulu. Um, and the first year... We built two teachers' houses. The, the first year that we got there, they had uh, just started the schools um, in, in one of the schools, and they were actually just having classes in the church building itself. Um, 
later, uh, while we went there that year, we built two teachers' houses to facilitate the, the teachers uh, that were living in the village because the teachers that we, we have are not necessarily from that village. We hire them from the outside. Um, and fast-forwarding a little bit, and, and why I'm explaining this to you is, is right now, so we, right now we have four different schools. There's, um, through, through the time that we've gone back every year, uh, there's a thousand kids that we are now, uh, that come to our schools. And we have about, about 54 teachers that are on staff uh, at our schools. So there is a lot of uh, impact to these kids. Um, it is a private Christian school, uh, so, they, so they do um, obviously get a good education, but we also learn, uh, teach them about the things of Jesus, which is what, what is so awesome about what we do. Um, and Derek, if you want to show that video, and I'll just continue to explain, but Derek's going to run a video, and then uh, I'll continue to talk about it. And this is Pastor George. Maybe there, is there no audio? Okay. towards the teachers wages and uh, through your support we've been able to raise up buildings we're also grateful that uh, through your support we've been able to do some medical outreaches like what we've just done today and the uh, hundreds of, of, of people continue to benefit through the medical outreaches actually in all our learning centers we have over 1,000 kids that are benefiting from our learning centers. We want to thank you so much for your support, for your uh, financial support and prayer support that continuously enables us to reach our communities for Christ. Thank you so much. All right. My name is... All right, so there in the background, you could see a little bit of kind of the, the rural part. 
of, of the northern part of Uganda that we do work in. Um, and so like I said, there's about a thousand kids that go to our schools and we have the opportunity to share Christ with them on a daily basis. And we also do, um, we also have one meal a day that we um, provide for these kids as they come to school. And which for us here, we're like, well, yeah, that's normal, right? We, we should eat once a day. Well, for these kids, um, a lot of these kids, they do not have the opportunity. Sometimes they don't know where their next meal is coming from, uh, which is a lot of times around here, that's not something that we have to even think about, um, which is another draw that we have to, to bring these kids in and to uh, present the gospel to them, share the love of Jesus to them, and by that they can also take that back to their parents um, and talk to them about, about Jesus and what they're learning in school, giving them a good education. Um, and also another thing that we uh, love doing when we go over there, um, we do medical outreaches where Pastor George and about, usually there's about 20 or 30 students from the local Gulu uh, college that are doctors or going for doctors or nurses that we do, we bring them out, and there's literally hundreds of people that come waiting in line uh, in order to just simple things. They have infections. Uh, you know, some of the infections are horrendous. And it's simply, they don't have the means uh, to, well, number one, there's no means of transportation easily. They don't have the money to pay for these things. So by doing this, we also... Um, had the opportunity to share the gospel with them. As they're uh, waiting in line, we do have people sharing the gospel with them. And these are, uh, not always, but there, a lot of times these are people that are not part of the church necessarily. But, um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. When we, when we go there, we, obviously we put the word out that we're going to do a medical outreach. And you go there to the school areas. There, it doesn't seem like I mean, maybe flying over you would see more, but when you go there, it doesn't look like very many people live there, but there is literally hundreds of people that walk miles and miles to come to the, this uh, medical outreach, and, and through that, we're able to share the gospel with them. We're able to help them with very uh, various you know, diseases. We do, we do different testing for um, even AIDS. We do just... Uh, a lot of different testing. I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't know all the different terms, but uh, they do a lot of different things. Uh, check a lot of different things for, even for um, women who are pregnant. Um, different things like that, which is not something that is, uh, there's no doctor that comes around to these villages. So this is a great opportunity for us to, to, to bring people in and to share the gospel with them and also help them in a very practical way um, and also, um, I have one story to share about one of the schools that, one of our bigger schools now, years ago, there was actually the lady that kind of started this school, I guess, she was at a, some sort of a meeting and Jesus reached down and just saved this lady's life. She's actually a former witch doctor um, and she somehow got connected with Pastor George 
And according to what he told me is she basically just kept bombarding him and wouldn't let him go until he came and planted a church uh, at their village. So the, the gospel is... It can change everybody. It can change anybody. It can bring somebody from complete darkness into light, right? And so that's just one of the awesome stories of, of what has happened there. And now um, we're able to share the gospel with, I think at this specific school, it's a goon. We have about 300 kids at that school. Uh, the other school has about 450 kids. And most of these kids are between the ages of maybe... Um, I would say the youngest kids, I think, are four, and then they go all the way up to ten. But most of the kids are between the ages of four and eight, maybe something like that. So there is a lot of small kids, um, and that's what we want to do. We want to build a foundation to where we believe that this is the next generation. Um, If we build a foundation with them, they are the next generation of leaders to, to bring a change to this country. Um, for the gospel to their families Um, so yeah and also just the 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 needs that are met throughout the the villages that we're able to to go and a little bit about the teachers that we hire Um, the teachers do not necessarily well like I said earlier they don't come from those villages we actually hire teachers from the outside and they live in an end like right there in the village. Um, so part of the reason why we, when we go over there, a lot of the money that is raised here in our fundraisers and through different businesses and stuff that support us um, goes to help support the teachers uh, so we can pay them. They don't make a lot of money, but, but we do want to pay them to... Uh, facilis- facilitate and help uh, so they can feed their, their families and stuff. And just to put a little bit of a, a number on it, the, some of the masons that we hire, um, they work from, from dawn to dusk, basically, and they live on the job site, uh, which is, I mean, it's, it's normal for them. Uh, we would not want to live in those, or work in those environments, but just to, they make approximately about $5 a day for uh, the work that they do. And, I mean, how many of us would be satisfied with, with working like that and, and making $5 a day? So, so the money that is raised goes a long way uh, to impact their lives and their livelihoods. Uh, when we take teams over, um, we work right alongside with the, the guys that we hire, but we do hire local people. We don't, we don't just go over there and build, build things for them. We actually get them, we hire them, we, we create livelihoods for them. And the community also participates in, um, in uh, helping with uh, donating bricks or blocks or whatever we're building with, sand, different things like that. So um, it, it's... It's simply, it, it's their buildings, they're participating in it, so it's, it's more rewarding for them as well. And they, they do take care of the buildings uh, because it's for their community. And um, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit of what I wanted to share about Building for Christ and what we're doing there. Um, and also this morning, 
Uh, we do want to open up the word, and I have a little bit something I, that I want to share about in Romans 12, if you want to turn to that. Romans 12, uh, we'll be sharing, we'll be reading the beginning of Romans 12. Um, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, why did I choose to read in this? Um, I think part of the reason, um, how do we love our neighbors? How do we love those that uh, are, are uh, in dire situations around us? How can, we, how can we share that love with others? If we don't understand how much um, God loves us and what he has done for us, how can we, how can we authentically love others around us? Um, and as it says here in the beginning, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Why should we want to present our bodies as a living sacrifice? What does that mean? Um, what is the motivation our motivation should be because of what God has done for us in our lives, right? Because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. That is the motivation. Why should we respond? Because of that. Because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for me, I should want to lay down my life. I should want to, uh, to sacrifice the things of this world for him. Our whole bodies, we're supposed to sacrifice our whole bodies to him. Our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our hands, our feet, our whole being, everything that we do, God wants more and more of us daily. If we say that he has our heart, then how can we, how, if we say that he has our heart, and, but yet, our actions show something completely different. How is that possible? How should our lives not have, um, if we're to lay down our life, how, how is it possible that we, he has our heart, but yet it doesn't, there is no fruit that shows uh, in our lives, right? There has to be, there has to be a change, um, a pattern of change in us. He wants to come in, and he doesn't want us just to, just to keep doing the same things, right? He wants to come in, and he wants to completely change us. Um, part of the thing, uh, one of the illustrations that I wanted to get to, uh, I do remodeling. So, guys... What Jesus did on the cross for us, he did. He sacrificed his life for you and for me. And he doesn't want just, just part of us, right? He wants to come in and he wants to remove everything. It's just like me when I go into a customer's house. 
to gut their bathroom and completely re renovate their bathroom. It's, it's, we, we go in, we tear everything out that's old, and we put everything new back in. It's nothing, nothing that, there is nothing that stays the same. There should be nothing that stays the same. Everything is different. First, first, if I can say it, first, first Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all, the, all to the glory of God. And if we step back just a little bit in Romans 36, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To glory, to him be the glory forever. Guys, it's not about us. It's not about, it's not about uh, what we have or what we can, what we can receive, right? It's about, it's about Christ and what he did for us. And in response to that, we want to share the gospel with people. We want to lay down our lives in order uh, to show love to others. The Westminster Shorter Catechism, the first question in the Westminster Shorter Catechism is, is, is what is the chief end of man? What is our chief end that we want to do? And the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So in everything that we do, guys, we want to bring glory to God, right? We want to bring glory to God, whether it be um, going across the, the waters, going across to a different uh, place and sharing the gospel, or it's going to work and sharing the gospel to a co-worker, sharing love to them if they're going through a hard time, or even here among us, uh, there's so many needs uh, that people have around us that um, everybody is, is hurting in some way or another. How can we, how can we be better at showing God's love to them? if we don't even understand how much we need God's love first and foremost, right? That is why we need to become, uh, that is why we need to do daily, we need to, to lay down our life and say, Jesus, today I give you my body as a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual worship as it says here in Romans. But how do we do this? Well, Paul tells us here, if we read on in verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. All around us, the world is trying to influence us in different ways. And the mind has 100%, uh, yes, our hearts are transformed, but if our minds, if we're not in the Word daily, if we're not um, just like these kids uh, that come to our schools in Uganda, they need to eat daily. Same as us, we need to eat daily. Not just, I mean, 
We need to eat daily in the Word. We need to pray. That's how we grow. We can't, we can't expect to just come to church on one day a week, right? Even like those, those kids in Uganda, they can't just have, we can't just serve them one meal a day and expect them to just be fine the rest of the week, right? It's the same with us in our spiritual life is we have to be in the Word. And what happens then? By the power of the Spirit, as we're reading the Word, through the power of the Spirit, it's not something that we just do, we just buckle up and do, right? It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Um, by, reading the, by reading the Word continually as a discipline, by now that the, the Holy Spirit will transform our minds through the Word and by that we'll, we'll start to cultivate a different thinking. We'll start to, to cultivate the mind of Christ, how He thinks, how He views people. That's how we can share love to people. Um, it's by viewing, it's by getting the Word in us and cultivating that. That's what we need. That's how we're able to, to share um, with others, with authentic love, and and uh, share the truth to them how they uh, what they need in that moment. It's it's not something that comes from us, but it's through the Holy Spirit. So many times, uh, even for myself, as I was reading this. I had to think how many how many of us are just busy, 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 right? This is kind of the American way, right? Um, and I'm always encouraged when I go to Uganda. The the pastor that we are partner with, they the him and some of the like the intern pastors or whatever that that go to the different outreach churches, they wake up every morning and they have prayer at five o'clock for a couple hours. Every morning. And guys, we are awake approximately 16 hours a day and, and you know, maybe longer, maybe, maybe not as long, but approximately 16 hours a day. But we can barely find time to do devotions or, or pray. So, I mean, how, how do we grow? How do we grow? Where is our commitment to what Paul is calling us here to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. It's through the power of the Spirit. It's through us understanding and knowing that what Christ has done for us. And it's the only rational response is we want to do this. We need to do this. We need, we need to understand the love of what the Father has for us and what the Son did for us on the cross where our identity lies, the only rational response is we need to lay down our lives for him. We want to do this, right? And how do we do this? Our minds need to be transformed by the word. And by being, uh, walking in the spirit, where God, uh, where God is going, we want to be going, right? How do we discern what the will of God is? Um, this is maybe a little bit funny, but I think it's true. 
How many of us, when we're going through, I mean, maybe not, maybe we say this, but we don't actually mean it. But how many of us, when we're, when we're trying to figure out what the will of God is for our lives, we open the Bible and we flip to a page and we're like, oh, that's it, right? Is that how we discern what the will of God is? No, right? It's by understanding, it's by reading the word, it's by being in step with the Holy Spirit and what, uh, what, what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect that is the will of God. And as we're reading the word, we understand, is it good? Is it good for me? Is it good for my uh, spiritual life? And is it acceptable of what God says in his word? Because obviously God's will is perfect. This is how we discern the will of God. And I'll just read a little bit more here. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of, he, of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do, do not have all the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ, differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, and the one who leads with zeal, the one who does Acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Right here he lays out, Paul lays out for us how it should look for us if we're functioning in uh, the fact that we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. If we're not conformed to this world and, and trying to consume everything to ourselves, but it's not about us, it's about God. It's what he wants to do uh, through us. All of us are members of one body, whether it's here, whether it's if we go to a different country. If you are a Christian and you profess Christ, you are a member of one body. Now, we all have different gifts, right? But if those gifts, gifts that we have are operating in, in harmony, it's like the ear doesn't see the ear hears. The eye doesn't um, try to walk somewhere, right? And that's pretty common logic. But it's, it's, we all have functions in the body of Christ. It's our, how are we operating? Are we operating in those gifts? Or are we just keeping those gifts to ourselves? Because it's, it's for the edification of the body, for all of us, right? And that's how we share... Um, that's how we share authentic love to those that are around us uh, who need Christ because we all need him. Worship team, if you want to come up. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we, um, how do we do this? 
Well, it starts by just, we can't, uh, we don't just go from zero to 100, right? We have to start slowly. We have to start step by step by reading the word 10, 15 minutes a day if you're not doing that. It's by praying. There's many different opportunities in church here. There's different classes of how to study the word. We have a Bible reading plan to go through and you read those different things. Uh, you study, you meditate on the word. And just remember, guys, it's, it's not about us. It's about Christ. It's why, because of what he has done for us, uh, we should want to share that good news with other people, right? But we have to, we have to, if we're not to be of this world, we have to separate some things away from us so we have time to do this because it's important. It's of eternal importance. So, there has to be some, maybe, removing of some things so we have time to do this and time to, to respond in how we should because of what God has done for us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. And Lord, we just asked um, that you would just, as we continue to worship, Father, that we would look to you for all things, Lord. Um, Lord, the words that I have spoken, I don't perceive it um, as any sort of fantastic knowledge, Lord, but it is the truth of your word. And Lord, I just pray right now that your spirit would just take that and Lord, that it would work in our hearts and help us to, to just, um, just to be falling at, our, at your feet, Lord, and that we would want to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to you, Lord. Uh, help us just to do this because we need you and we love you, Lord. And we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.